Hey there, I'm Mei Ling. I'm a certified life coach and trauma trained practitioner, and welcome to my podcast, Finding Freedom in the Hologram. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode three of season three. Now, today we are going to talk about science of a different kind. Yes, instead of biology or neuroscience, we are going to touch upon physics. <laughs> now, more specifically, I am going to touch upon the concept and construct of time. Why time, do you ask? Well, if you think about it, when we talk to a person, we introduce ourselves to a person. We are trying to find out more about the people around us. You are being curious. We ask about things that happened in their past, for example. Hey, I went to that school too, or which university did you go to? And when we tell our own stories, sometimes we talk about painful events and painful memories, right? We dwell on the past. Or for some people, they think about the happier times they used to have in the past, which make them realize or it makes them seem that now, in contrast, in the present, they feel like they are more miserable and worse off. And I also want to touch upon how we can think about our future selves, about what we want to achieve in the future, and try to embody that future self now in order to propel us to where we want to go. So this is going to be quite a different episode and it might be lengthy, but hold on tight because it is going to be a ride. <laughs> the way humans think about time and measure time is actually very unique to us. All those seconds and minutes and hours and days and months and the way we use watches and calendars, for example. Because when you think about it, animals don't think about time the way we do. They think about time in seasons, right? Whether birds migrate, whales migrate. And it's funny because when I used to work as a clinician and I worked with the Royal Flying Doctors and I screened Aboriginal communities in um, the top end in the Northern Territory in Queensland, a lot of Aboriginals, the older generation, did not remember the exact date of birth. They only remembered, oh yeah, I was born in winter. And so a lot, of, a lot of them had their date of birth as 1st of July, 1st of June. Because over here in Australia, um, winter is mid-year. Or they'd be like, oh yeah, he was born in, you know, summer. And you'd be like, 1st of December, 1st of January. <laughs> they, they weren't born in hospitals. So the exact date wasn't recorded. It wasn't written down. And in fact, people, the way they tell their stories, the way they pass on their history to the next generation is through storytelling. And so they remembered the seasons. They remembered what plants were growing, what animals, how hot it was, what they had to endure perhaps, um, how easily water was found. And that's what they remembered when the child was born. And that's what they recorded. So there was a lot of 1st of June, 1st of July, 1st of December, 1st of September kind of date of births recorded. And I found that, you know, initially I was like, what? Everybody's born on this date? And I realized what was going on. <laughs> so yeah, 
the concept of time, the way we use time in the modern world now, is in a way very precise, but can also be quite constrictive. Time is a vector; it has a direction. The way we tell and think about it has a direction. So, I want to talk about the past, the present, and the future. Now, the past is fixed, if you think about it that way, right? And one of my mentors, Peter Crone, he he has a famous quote, and that is, "What happened happened, and couldn't have happened any other way." However. A lot of times, coaches have this coach speak where they go like, "Don't dwell on the past. Don't think about your past. Just look to your future." I have this approach though: is that the past can inform us. It has so much data because it can tell us about our patterns. So basically, who we are now is based on tiny, minute decisions that stacked up in the past. Of what we did, of what we decided, that led us to our present, to our now. So, rather than thinking that hey, it's too painful, sweep it under the carpet, let's forget about it altogether, I think it's very useful to be very honest with yourself and think, hey, what mistakes did I make? What didn't go quite as well as I thought it did when I made this decision? Or maybe I wasn't that proud of my behavior then, but I'm a changed person now. So basically, the past, I believe, can give us a lot of useful data. Just make sure that you don't judge yourself about it. It's just data gathering information, and we can use that. And also, if you look through the lens of a historian, for example. And you talk to your parents, you talk to your grandparents, you talk to your aunts and uncles, and you can start to gather bits and pieces. You know that movie, How to Make an American Quilt. It's like you're gathering these squares, these fabric squares, and then you're putting together and weaving together this one big quilt. And it shows you the stories of your families. You know, you learn about maybe your grandparents were in the Holocaust. Maybe they were in this big significant event, or in my case, you know, World War Two, and what happened to my great grandparents and parents and things like that. How that can affect generation after generation, and your ancestral DNA can affect you now. Up to seven generations back, in fact. So I think all of that should be used as information that can be helpful to understand why you are the way you are right now. When it comes to the present, the present is emerging. You are emerging. You are experiencing this emergence, kind of like a butterfly coming out of a chrysalis, right? So. There's so many possibilities, and you are in the now. And I want you to be present. I want you to be informed by the past, and then use it to your own advantage now and decide. Because you are literally at the fork of the road when you can make a choice. It's like you're planting a seed. You're a flower bud. You're a plant bud. You're waiting to grow and emerge, and it's up to you now. And then we're going to talk about the future, and the future is open, full of possibilities. 
So I don't want you to look in the past and think like, okay, my grandfather was this, my father was this, I'm now going to be this. That's not useful at all, right? If like think about all those older generations in Newcastle of miners, like my grandfather was a miner, my dad was a miner, I'm I'm destined to become a miner. That's not the kind of thinking that serves you. So I want you to think about your past as like, hey, sure, that was the situation and circumstance back then. But I now know and I can see the lives they've led. I don't want to live my life that way. So you use that as information. Use that as information to your advantage and go, you know what? I want to try something different. And then be open to the possibilities. Allow yourself to dream and allow yourself to think, what is the possible future self that I can step into? The important thing I want to mention about time, particularly the present, the now, is that when you are in the now, your energy that you have in the present can go from possibility to actuality. And it's up to you. It's up to the choices that you make. It can go from 0% where things haven't yet been said, things haven't yet been done. And then it can go to 100% certainty your actuality, your reality, because it has been said and it has been done. But to go from that zero to 100% is up to you in the now. It's up to you to think about that. It's up to you to make your dream a reality. And I love this saying, and that is, everything is created twice. First, you have to think it, and then you actually have to do it or make it. Right? So if you think about inventions, people had to dream about it. Like the Wright brothers, the aeroplane and flying it, right? They had to make sketches. They had to think about, hmm, how do I make this thing fly? I'm just going to draw some sketches. And then they built it. So it started as a thought and then they acted upon it to make it a reality. And that's the power that you have now, being in the present. Now, time is a vector. It has a sense of direction. And this is a funny thing about the topic of time in physics. And that is, they say that the microstate of things, so photons and electrons, things that are very, very small, the typical laws do not apply to these photons and electrons. Their behavior is unlike that of large objects, which are in the macro state. So for example, in large objects, the law of gravity applies. But in micro objects, the micro states, their behavior is unlike anything that we can see with the naked eye. These photons and electrons can behave like particles or they can behave like waves. And there's been a lot of debate about this. What causes one behavior or the other? And the explanation that I love the most is of the Copenhagen interpretation, which says this, that quantum systems don't possess definite properties prior to measurement, only probabilities that reduce to certainties on measurement. And how I find that 
to be fitting is that at this present moment of time, before you do anything, you have the power of choice. And once you decide, you should be 100% committed to making it happen so that you go from a probability to a certainty that's 100%. And that is an interpretation that I believe that serves all of us. Now, another funny thing I want to talk about physics related today is the idea of entanglement, of entrainment. And I think this very beautifully illustrates that everything is interconnected. So we're going to talk about this down to the particle level. (laughs) So when it comes to two electrons, which are paired and have a complementary spin, which means one has a direction of spinning upwards and the other has a direction of spinning downwards. When you actually take them apart and separate these two electrons physically, let's say to two ends of the world, one in Canada and one in New Zealand. What we observe is if you do something that changes the spin of the one in New Zealand, simultaneously in Canada, the other electron will change its spin complementary to the one in New Zealand on the other side of the world. This takes place immediately, simultaneously. It's not a force. It's not due to the electromagnetic field. It's about the interconnected nature of things, the entrainment of our systems, the entanglement, this sense of knowing and intuition, for example. So another very good example is this. Once you put something in motion, the other thing takes place immediately. So Einstein accepted this prediction in quantum mechanics as being correct. However, he didn't like it because he actually wondered how did the other particle instantly know which spin to exhibit, especially when in his theory, nothing can be faster than the speed of light. So he accepted this theory, but he concluded it wasn't complete. (laughs) So that's a fun fact. There is an experiment where a group of dogs were brought together and there were under trainers and people who are trained to deal with dogs. So all these dogs were just, they were playing in one big warehouse, for example. And the owners were to stay at home. So the owners stayed at home while they brought their dogs in the beginning of the experiment to this play center, to this warehouse. And all the dogs were playing with each other, having a grand old time. And then there would be a text or a phone call to this random dog owner that says, okay, pick up your dog from the play center. Now, at that point of time, when the owner thinks, okay, I'm going to grab my keys and pick up my dog, guess what? The dog in the play center stopped playing and started to wait for the owner at the door. The moment the owner thought, I am going to pick up my dog now, the dog actually stopped playing with the other dogs and actually went over to the door to wait for its owner. This is like the idea of the complementary spin of the two electrons. How does one know that the other electron has changed its spin? Immediately. And how does the dog know immediately when the owner says, I'm going to come and pick the dog up. I'm going to come and pick you up. And this is the theory 
of how we are all interconnected came about. Isn't that kind of cool? (laughs) And part of the theory that we are all interconnected can be illustrated in these examples. And I think it's quite a beautiful thing. There are a lot of things in our world that sometimes science still cannot explain. So sometimes we think that it's in the shape of a pyramid. You know, we are learning the foundations and then we are learning more and more. And then we think, oh, there's only that tip of the triangle left that we that is still unknown. But actually, what we do know, it's more like an upside down triangle. It's more like a funnel. When we think that, oh, we know this much. And as we go further up the upside down triangle, you realize, holy crap. There's still so much we don't know, (laughs) which is why I encourage all my clients to have curiosity, curiosity and compassion with yourself, to have no judgment when you look at your past, the decisions that you've made, the actions that you've done, and to think about how instead you can use the information in your present and now. And think about your future self. Where would you like your future self to be and embody that future self now? Now, another mentor that I love, he asks us a good question in which you can think about the way you want to project your future self. So this talks about your inner and outer mental landscape. How do you react to the outside world or are you steadfast in how you believe you want to be in your inner world. And the question is this, how would you feel when you've had the best year you've ever had despite whatever was happening in the external world? That feeling, my friends, is what you should be embodying now because that is what is going to help you become that future version of you that is your idea of successful. All right, friends, I hope you found this episode useful, if not at least entertaining, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.